0: is now being recorded
1: we are fc podcast recruiting edition gary pasquitz joined as always by randy taylor from national press uh randy happy holidays to you this is our first chance to talk after the uh, early signing period a new a new wrinkle thrown into the recruiting plans and let's just sit here right now and give what were your impressions now that the first early signing day period is behind us Well, i think the biggest thing is is
0: many more players signed than than i thought would you know, I, I, it was hard to tell how many would or how many wouldn't. Uh I mean, I was kind of expecting, and, and I don't think I got any kind of real optimism out of a lot of coaches I was talking to. And maybe they're all keeping it close to the best, but but I don't have any investment in in telling somebody what some high school college, excuse me some college coach thinks they're going to sign you know eight or two. And so I just think it's uh, that that's the biggest thing to me. And, and, and yet you still have a lot of really talented players out there who in my, uh, if, if I'm involved in recruiting with the school, uh, all of that, that people didn't sign, it's, it's a clean slate. I, I don't care if they're committed, they've been committed for, you know, the fact that they didn't sign, no matter how enthusiastic they were about committing, that
1: there's something there. Although I loved, uh, USC had three committed players who didn't sign. They did end up signing nine, and we'll break those down here in a minute. But the three who didn't sign, there was uh, Tui, uh, LaTuliga-Sanoa yeah. was one of them, the big defensive lineman from De La Salle. And I loved his coach, Justin Allenbaugh, uh, had a quote saying, hey, he's still committed to USC. He goes, but we, we were playing right up until last weekend. You know, for the California State uh, Championship, he goes. He wasn't paying attention to recruiting. Goes, I I doubt he even knew there was a signing day this week. He's like, but he the kid's still going to SC. Don't don't worry about him. Yeah. So you, you have that end of the spectrum. Yeah, that and that's you don't know how. If, if I mean that's
0: it's kind of hard to believe, but. You know, maybe these, these kids are so focused and, and with the days of the internet, I don't know if this kid's a, tool, a big
1: internet guy or not. He is not. He doesn't he pay is attention. not. Yeah. Yeah. So and, maybe.
0: And, and if just, there's,
1: if there's anyone who you can believe is focused, it's a De La Salle kid. You would
0: think, huh? Yeah. That, that, that I can buy that and Jason's a pretty straight shooter. So I, I will, I just take it at face value and, uh, Trojans, you know, can't wait to sign him in February, I guess.
1: Well, let's uh, let, let's talk about the guys who were signed, Randy. There was nine nine players signed. And what yeah. was interesting is eight of them were signed on Wednesday, and then a ninth trickled in on Friday, as well as the news of a quarterback reclassification that we'll also yeah. talk about. But that's one thing I yeah. want to ask really quick. Uh, could this have been a, the thought of doing it three days versus one day? It seemed like 95% of everything happened on Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday were just kind of waiting around for whatever else trickled in.
0: Yeah, and it's a lot like the February signing day has always been because it's really not a signing day; it's a signing period. So February, the first Wednesday of February, uh, that signing period goes to April first, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and you know, and and the JC signing period uh, is not just a, the twentieth to the you know, and then you're done. It's the twentieth to, and I think it's January. I'm
1: drawing blank it's a good, on the exact yeah. date. Yeah, and but so you're right about that. Yeah.
0: So, so there is a chance for a kid who, uh, maybe hadn't decided to, to still have, like they do in February, maybe a day later, or two days later, or, or he needed to get one more piece of information. Who knows what, what the answer is, But, uh, it, it's an interesting thing and, uh, we're learning as we go. And, uh, in that, uh, that one guy that you talked about who has, uh, uh, recertified his graduation, uh, isn't a bad, uh, a bad commit either, right?
1: No, no, he's not, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But I also, yeah. you said some kids will wait after February, so I wait a day or two. Then there was also Eric Lorg, if you remember Eric mm-hmm. from Peninsula. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, waited two months to make, uh, a- yeah. To make his announcement. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about the nine who came in. Uh, the, the, the okay. day started Wednesday. The first announcement we heard was, uh, Jackson Carmen g- going to Clemson, which was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, thought he would have, if he didn't end up at SC, that he was going to Ohio State, but he, uh, he ended up going with the defending national champs, and that's the kind of player you land when you are the defending national champs. But the yeah, first USC, re- <laughs> USC released a couple early on, and the first one they released, Randy, was Pala EA. Not Ote Ote from Bishop Gorman. You could not have started the day better for Trojan fans. No, he's he is an elite linebacker prospect and and uh, yeah,
0: and, and a kid that's from out of state. And so those are always a little bit more iffy. Is, is those kids that don't grow up in the state have state loyalty, but he obviously was ready to be a Trojan and, and, and get it done.
1: Well, look at this linebacker group, Randy. We talk a lot this year about how strong the position is. And you signed four on, on the first signing day, Pala'ie. Uh, you've got Raymond Scott from Narbonne, who has been a long time commit. You've got Kana'ie Ma'uga from Hawaii, who's another just hair on his fire kind of player. But then you've got a flip. Uh, right at mm-hmm. the end, you basically traded Bo Calvert, uh, for Abdul Malik McLean from Jay Serra. And I'll tell you, Randy, I, I first saw him as a junior and really liked his game, but I thought he really showed something this year for under Pat Harlow. Oh, no question. He, he, and, and
0: I said this on a different interview, but I think, and some of it, Calvert was hurt and all that other stuff, And, and uh-huh. but McLean, I think, is, a, is a, uh, really big get. And, and I, I would take this, that, that, switch, even though I, I think Calvert's heck of a player. They're just different players mm-hmm. in, in many ways. And, and it, you know, it's almost like a major league baseball where they switch, swap players, but there's no cash involved. You know, it's, right. it's kind of a, right. it's kind of a weird, I want to get the backstory on the, on all of that. And so, but McLean's a stud and I love him and, and, uh, the brother that's a 2019 kid. Uh, is pretty good player too, so uh, I don't know what that means if, if they're going to go together. But uh, uh, it's not a bad deal, and it's, and it's also kind of weird. The Calverts are in a similar situation with the brothers. Uh, I don't point. know how all well that worked out, but it's kind good of a crazy.
1: Crazy. Story. It is amazing how seamless it was, though. It happened within like a forty-eight hour period. Bo slides over. Abdul Malik slides in. Nice and easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, nice and easy. I, I think. Uh, I think Bo has got to figure out what he's going to do with all the SC stuff. I can guarantee yeah. there
1: are many pairs of SC gloves in his closet, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and that's the,
1: he he was a loyal commit to SC the entire time. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: That's why this is a crazy uh, season that just got crazier, the recruiting season, signing season. And uh, it, it's not the craziest
1: one I've heard, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good and there there might not be uh things not be might be finished up at the linebacker spot. Obviously Solomon Tuliau from Modern Day uh is, is still out there. And then an interesting signing day offer, Randy. The Trojans offered Elijah Winston up at Central Catholic in Portland. Uh the commit to Oregon. Big kid. But an interesting offer on signing day. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The uh and and again, it's everybody's wide open. And so yep. I I think you just go out and you see guys you like, and you just offer them. When you decide that he's a guy you like, doesn't matter who's committed him, who he's looking at, where he lives—none of that stuff
1: matters anymore. Uh, I'll say this: when uh, when we saw Winston at uh, the opening event at El Camino College, size-wise, he fits in right in with the rest of this elite linebacker group. That is a good-sized linebacker kid, no yeah. doubt about that. Okay, yeah. let's uh. Trojans also got a couple offensive linemen, uh, both guys who were committed coming into the day. Justin Dedich, the, uh, the, the, the prize at center. And then Liam Douglas, uh, from Harvard Westlake. Now it's interesting, Randy, it's, uh, you are waiting still for Panay Sewell, uh, right. the offensive tackle, offensive guard from Utah. Uh, there is a junior college player announcing tomorrow, Jameer Johnson, that, that I know you like. So I think the number is still three on the offensive line and you got a couple guys still out there.
0: Yeah. I, I think when you look at their numbers, uh, if, if they end up getting that, and we don't know if this is true. So let's just say guess 18 and if they mm-hmm. get the commits, that's, that's total of 13. So they have five players to kind of, work with, uh, and, you know, to me, it's like you take the best players, and especially if you can get a great lineman, uh, you take those kids. Game changers, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, those are the guys. Corners, those are the guys to me that you kind of make room for. Uh, And I think then you've got also – uh, some of these kids, because of the way the NCAA rules may still read and everything has changed so much, some of these kids might be able to count back towards last year's. Sure. Uh, sure. So you, the numbers we don't totally know, so I'm sure that those guys in there, the Eric and uh, Zisk, and those guys have a handle on it and, and uh and, and Clay will get it figured out, but uh, yeah, it looks the, good. The, the, it's good the, the number
1: girl. issue is the number issue this year is you're bumping up against that 85. Uh, yeah. This was the last senior class from the sanctions, right. and so the last class that you had taken 15, and you had some attrition, and so I think by the end of the year, you had uh, 11 seniors departing. That's so not a big number.
0: They'll be at that 85. No, they'll be
1: at that 85 in no time. <laughs> yeah, no question. Yeah, and, and that's and that's they, they'll have until mid-January to find out. Hey, what NFL departures are are coming? Are any players transferring? But it doesn't sound like that number is going to be too high. So, like you say, no. that number's dwindling pretty quick. So there was a there was a couple other players uh, that that came in on signing day. Uh, you mentioned corners, and there was a guy that you and I had talked about earlier, and that was Chase Williams, the former Nebraska commit but ever since USC offered in mid November Randy it's just seemed like this was this was bound to happen that Chase was going to commit to the Trojans a corner with good size and he'll be here in spring
0: yeah he's he
1: is a uh, really and he's one of
0: probably one of the the guys that I like the most in that I like them all but Chase is one of those guys because of the change because of his length and athleticism uh to play that corner position that's uh, he, he really makes this
1: class, uh, takes it to another level, I think. That's, uh, that's nice to hear because you're waiting on a few more corners as well out there. So, it'd be interesting to see how that position shakes out. Uh, there was also a tailback signee, but it wasn't Michael Salahuddin. He had, uh, decommitted, uh, recently, but Marquise Step from Indianapolis, yeah. a former longtime Notre Dame commitment. But here's the interesting part Marquise's dad, and USC running back coach D'Lon McCullough had played college ball together. Right. And so there yeah, was that's... a long standing relationship and uh Marquis slipped to the Trojans and this is a two hundred and twenty eight pound uh big guy, Randy. Yeah, that that's the part I like the most about him.
0: He's you know, he's, he's not a short guy. He's a six footish, five eleven ish kid, but two hundred and twenty eight pounds.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh
0: these days with the, the way uh you, you know, you, you can only have a few Small role players. You need those guys that can carry the ball thirty-five times, and especially in the offense that
1: they run. You want to go downhill, and and this kid is one of those guys. Let's just say I'm I'm very happy about the direction, whatever it says about the USC run game. That this is the guy they chose to bring in, like you yeah, said, and having and a 228 pounder again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the other kid that from the from back east, and I think we kind of talked he might be as good a safety as. Uh, you know, as a running back, so it's
1: it's uh, it's kind of working out. Right, right. And then, okay, the last uh, the last guy who ended up signing for the period didn't sign until Friday, but it's a guy you and I had talked about from the junior college ranks, Caleb Tremblay. I, I really like this pickup, Randy. You talk about a guy with size, yeah. plays with effort, uh, a much mature kid uh, has, we talked about his long and winding route to get here. Yeah. I, I, I loved adding, like you said, add to the interior of the defensive line whenever possible. Yeah. He's and at, at about six, five and 275 pounds with
0: a guy that'll run and compete and, and, uh, and, and is older, uh, to come and He's one of those guys. We talked about this before that you would expect him to be able to get snaps early and not have to, not have to wait. And, 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 uh, He'll come in uh, mid-year. I-, I think that's the plan with yes, him. Yes, yes. Uh, so he's a guy that in spring ball will will learn
1: uh, what what Coach Udesi wants him to do and and uh, will be a really good player. Well, you and I hit on it a couple weeks ago when Trevor Trout committed, and that is uh, to be paying attention to Konechi Udesi flexing his recruiting muscles because uh, he continues to do it. No question. Okay, one guy, another guy we're waiting on this week. We're waiting on the Jameer Johnson kid from Arizona Western. Offensive yeah. lineman, although the latest rumors are Tennessee, but who knows? SC needs a tackle. Uh, and then uh, Hufanga. Talanoa Hufanga from uh, the state of Oregon is going to announce on the 28th. Hey, I'd love to have both guys if at all possible, Randy. Yeah, the, uh, the Hufanga
0: thing was kind of interesting because, you know, if he's going to announce on the 28th, why not sign – by the twenty-first, you know, you and t- we and I talked about that, but they, you know, they all have their reasons, and mm-hmm. and uh, like like uh, we said, it's a it's a signing period; it's not a signing day, and and maybe this guy during that three days was not ready. The twenty-eighth may mean something to him, uh, and then he can sign, and he might even be one of those guys that isn't an early enrollee that didn't sign, and that's another thing. And, and right, you know, how did the rules change on all that? I don't think so. I haven't heard that. But uh, there's so many, uh, uh, you know, small print in the NCAA rules that unless you study it all the time, you don't you don't know. But but, it'd be a great commitment. And then the Johnson kid is a good, you know, heck of an offensive lineman. Another mature kid that comes in helps it tackle, and so those would be great kids.
1: Okay, and then uh another piece of news that came down on friday uh was that modern day junior quarterback j t. Daniels would reclassify from the class of two thousand and nineteen to the class of two thousand and eighteen. He will sign an a letter in February on signing day and then enroll in the fall um What's your initial reaction to that
0: well uh, it it helps solve a lot of their numbers problems at quarterback that that's so so he's this the quarterback in this class. Uh, and then they are able to go ahead and and look to the other 2019 kids, uh, that might be, uh, you know, whether it's the kid from, uh, uh, what's his name from Cathedral, uh, just on on their names. Yeah. And, and JT from, uh, Bishop or, or, uh, uh, St. John Bosco, you know, those, Mm -hmm. those kids, uh, now can see a little bit more light in their tunnel, uh, but but it's still hard for those guys. Even though they've got a year or two where JT is kind of ahead of them, uh, they really you don't see quarterbacks wanting to get in that situation to to, to follow whether it's Sears and Daniels and, and whoever else it might be. So uh, it's still something that you can help recruit another quarterback in that next class.
1: And, and, and JT sure is. Hey, get, get get him in the system. I like what. Uh, People say, you know, there, there's some train of thought about enjoy the high school experience through this and that. This kid hasn't been a guy who did the normal high school experience, you know, no, the furthest no, thing from it. No, <laughs> no. no. So he,
0: he was preparing himself for college for, for, since eighth grade and, and, uh, you know, we, look, he's one of those guys that I think the most important thing to him is to find the right school and I thought, I know his dad, and I'm their, they're really good guys, and and they're doing everything they can to help them get to the right college. So they'll put a lot of time into and, uh, into that process, and
1: and and uh, will make that decision very educated. And I like the one thing JT said when someone asked him about it. He goes, "Hey, I've i started forty Trinity League games. Right? That's that's enough. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm but, prepared. Yeah, that that is great for JT." That, that is, uh, that's really kind of, uh, kind of cool. And I, I read that too. That was a neat way to do it. And I, and I think modern day did a good thing and, and Rollinson's a good guy and they, they, you know, let the kid go and do what he's got to do. And, you know, uh, modern days hopefully has some
1: quarterbacks coming up. I'm sure. I'm sure they're doing okay right now. And <laughs> I'm sure they're okay. No question. Okay, so, so yeah. now Clay Helton uh, takes care of business. They're down in Dallas right now. They do the convention. They come back mid-January. You start your stretch to the February signing period. And like we were talking about, the spots are dwindling a little bit. But like you said, it, it, everything is off the ta- off the table right now, or on the table. Uh, no matter if a kid is committed somewhere else, if he's not, obviously on the offensive line, you're looking at a Panay Sewell. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown. You've got Solomon out there. You've got Isaac Taylor Stewart. But uh, you can really focus on anyone you want to focus on, Randy, to, to get to the first week in uh, February. Yeah, you just go get the best
0: players. You know, there, There's obviously needs that they have identified. Uh, you go out and get, uh, uh, you, you sign Thule from De La Salle and you go out and get maybe another deep tackle or, or, you know, whatever it is. So they're, they're in great position. Uh, they know what their specific needs are and, uh, and we'll find out when, uh, when those kids commit and sign. And, and so that, you know, if the 28th is another commitment, that, you know, that just takes another piece off the board of where they need to find a player to fit needs so it's great position to be in
1: without a doubt well thanks for your time as always Randy let's have a good uh cotton bowl on Friday and then happy new year to you we'll talk uh, next week no same to you thanks